Hi everyone, it's Jason, and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Thursday, October 20th, and we had a cool day today. We had a good deal of sunshine, but temperatures really stayed in the mid and upper 50s. Now, the area of high pressure that's been responsible in part for bringing us this cool weather is going to remain in place for Friday and into the first half of the weekend. So Friday, we're looking for sunny skies. Highs will be in the low 60s, but it'll feel better out there because the winds are really going to be becoming light. Now, Friday night will be clear. We'll look for lows in the low 50s. Maybe a little cooler across eastern Long Island. Those pine barrens love to radiate. And then Saturday, one more nice day. Sunny will be in the upper 60s this time. Maybe New York City could approach 70. And we'll see winds turning from the southwest to the southeast as that high pressure system starts to move further out to sea. We'll have lows in the low 50s Saturday night as we cloud up. Then we've got a little bit of an unusual setup that's going to be unfolding over the course of the weekend. We're going to be watching an area of low pressure and an upper lobe off the southeast coast slowly migrating northward. We're going to have a surface low make its way towards the Carolinas by Sunday and creep north into at least the early part of next week. The only real discrepancies are how far west the heaviest precipitation is going to get and how long it's going to take for the precipitation to get in here. So Sunday, we'll call it mostly cloudy. The precipitation is going to develop at some point during the afternoon. We'll be keeping our eyes on that. Best case scenario, it could hold off until just after sunset. We'll call it a 40% chance of showers, and it will be in the mid-60s. Then Sunday night will continue, and we'll see lows in the mid-50s. Now, by the time all of this is said and done, especially Suffolk has the chance of seeing one to two inches of rain. This is going to be a prolonged event with a tropical moisture feed, and we're going to keep precipitation in the forecast probably through Monday and Tuesday of next week, but the big debate is how much of Sunday can stay dry. Now, we're also continuing to keep tabs on what's being uncovered in the wake of the landfall of Hurricane Ian. National Weather Service does have crews on the ground in the areas where the storm surge was the highest in the hopes of gathering some additional data and bettering our computer models. Now, Fort Myers Beach was really ground zero for this storm surge. The area was completely submerged. And now it's about two weeks later, but the National Weather Service has crews on the ground. And we knew that this was going to be a significant surge, potentially a historic surge. And this was, as we recall, a Category 4 storm.
So the Weather Service is in Fort Myers in particular because the Fort Myers Beach area is where the highest surge values were observed. And there they saw damage up to the second floors of buildings. So in particular, even within the buildings on the second floor, there were high water marks on some of the cabinets and near the ceilings. And there could have been waves that were even higher, as impressive as that is. And this was 15 feet above the normal high water level. So this storm surge is on par with some of the others that we've seen in recent years, such as Hurricane Laura, which had an 18-foot surge in Louisiana, and Hurricane Michael, which had a 15-foot surge in the Mexico Beach area of Florida in the Panhandle. So given this level of water, Sanibel Island was completely submerged. It's one of the places that has been getting a lot of media attention because of the highway repairs there. And even though we knew that this surge was going to be as bad as it was, a lot of people still seem to get taken aback by the the abruptness of this these types of events. A lot of people don't get out in time with the storm surge. It's often too late by the time the water is coming in. They're also surprised often at how far inland the storm surge can penetrate. And in any event, this was not unlike a tsunami in terms of the scope of damage. And in fact, there were now, we know, 108 fatalities across the state. And 58 of those were due to drownings. So National Weather Service is doing yeoman's work on the ground, trying to find out more information about the surge. Hopefully we're done with this for the year, but hurricane season does continue until November 30th. Right now, things look relatively quiet. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com or on Facebook at JC Weather NYC in Long Island. And don't forget to check out our Patreon at JC Weather.